Hello and welcome to Stormdroids Podcast, episode number 89. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. Uh, we come to you uh, with a, what is it now, 14 days, 15 days till the end of the world? It's the end of the world as we know it. Well, if I get the math wrong, does that mean it doesn't count? Well, we are rec- we don't release this the same day we record, so it's it's fifteen ish, fourteen ish, thirteen ish, depending on when you listen to the podcast. That's true, and if you listen to <laughs> it on uh, with our friends at trekradio.net or kryptonradio.com, you have even less time. Dun dun dun. So and if you're listening to it two weeks from now on Stitcher, <laughs> good luck to you. And you know what? While you have such little time, you should probably head on over to openbookaudio.com and pick up some of your favorite books. Good segue. Thank you. Also, in the meantime, you should also be checking out our friends at GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. This way, when you have business to do, and you need to be able to do as much business as possible face-to-face with people to get their, you know, because most communication is actually nonverbal. This way you can actually do it face-to-face before the end of the world. (laughs) With HD Faces, you can see everything that's happening. You can have as many people in the conference as you like. And with the new iPad app, it works even better. Uh, be sure to try it. We want you to try it free for 30 days, uh, as, assuming the world does not end. Uh, go to Visit gotomeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, enter the promo code PODCAST. Once again, that's PODCAST, and you can try it for 30 days. Uh, go to meeting. Meeting is believing. You know, that was all going to work out so much better in my mind before we started talking. It still worked anyway. Did we mention our friends at TrekRadio.net? We did. We did. Okay. You know, I, I, I had a thought there as you were talking about the 30 days free go to meeting. If the world is going to come to an end, uh, as the Mayan calendar might suggest, um, get your... Th- Get as much time in with that as you can now, because you're not going to get the full 30 days. It's yeah, just going to be a moot point. You don't want to do this on the 20th. No, you don't. Then you only get one free day. <laughs> but, you know, I, I had a thought as well the other day. I was, so I was watching something about the, the end of the Mayan calendar. My calendar ends every December 31st. I just go get a new one. Are you kidding me? I, I live in absolute terror every night, because every single time I'm about to run out of hours. Because we don't go past 24. And yet somehow, Ooh. at the end of every day, we just cycle through to a new group. It's a, it's a miracle. It, it well, where, really where are the Mayans going to get a new calendar, though? It's not like they can well, go to like Best Buy. The Mayans now have invented brand new printing techniques now. It used to be they had to carve everything out of stone. And now they have what's called a printing press. And they can use that to make their new calendars. Is it printed like on cocoa leaves? Oh, wait, that was the Incas. Never mind. Yeah. I, I think they can even have chicks with bikinis in them. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> just just saying. One, world doesn't end. Two, chicks with bikinis. It's a win-win. <laughs> Mayan's gone wild. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of... Their feathered headdresses come off. Oh, wow. Wow, we just lost our family-friendly rating there. Sorry about that. Going on into other fantasy news. Um, last week we talked briefly about how a Korean, a Korean newspaper and a Chinese newspaper both picked up in an article that Kim Jong-un was the sexiest man alive, originally published by The Onion. They didn't get that it was a joke. Dun, dun, dun. This week, the North Korean news agency published 
that they have found the lair of the unicorn that their first king rode. And I suddenly realized yeah. I don't really know what to make of North Korea anymore. You know those drug laws they're trying to pass in some of the different the different states in the United States here? I wonder if they've already got those in North Korea. Because they're smoking some. <laughs> now, to be fair, I mean, I, I know this isn't tech news, but it's hilarious anyway. To be fair, they didn't say they found the remains of a unicorn. They found the ancient lair, the tomb, where many, 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 many years ago, in ancient days, the ancient North Koreans erected a tomb there, saying, yes, this is where the king's unicorn is. So they seem to be more impressed that, yes, this means that this area was the central capital of ancient Korea. They think that means it's cool. The rest of us seem just to be confused that their king rode a unicorn. <laughs> that's that's a good point, though. I mean, unicorn is what steals the headline there. That is true. And you just know that somewhere in that twisted little head of his, the new guy, Kim, Kim Jong-un, is going, I want a unicorn. Why can't I have a unicorn? <laughs> Find me a unicorn. <laughs> For every day I don't have a unicorn, a thousand peasants die. If anybody can get a unicorn to me, please contact me on MySpace. Yes. You know, uh, you... How many times do you think he's tried stapling a horn to a horse? <laughs> That's a horrible way to talk about his wife. Um, <laughs> you know, you joke about MySpace, but guess who's on MySpace? Spitty and I. Oh, yeah. Are you Didn't really? Get, you guys get that email today, and it said, please try the brand new MySpace. And I went, make dodge roll. Oh, hey, I like the dodgeball. Kind of like a week ago because we signed up for the beta. Yeah, really? and then yeah, it probably one, came in today or yesterday for me. Like, yeah, yeah I, I got that too. How I it would have been when someone it would have been when someone sent you an invite. Yeah, so that's why it came across our stolen droids address. Okay. Yeah, so someone, someone really nice, sent you guys an invite. Wonder who that could have been. Hmm. I wonder if Dude, I could... it's MySpace. I mean, our enemies are after Actually, us. I mean... it's not anymore. It's weird. It's not MySpace. It's not anything. It's it's like their own version of Spotify. It's Justin Timberlake space. It's uh, actually uh, really interesting. It's weird. I. It's not bad. It's not sucky. It's not great. It's just interesting. Yeah. It's just there. Well, it has streaming radio, streaming music. You can stream uh, different bands you like, create different mixes, and that's kind of cool. But as at the moment, that's kind of all it is. Yep. It's a really neat interface, though. You can tell it was designed for tablets. Oh, really? Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to go on a limb here. You remember how we had the original web, and then there was that web 2.0 thing that really wasn't anything? I'll bet you web 3.0 is what they'll start calling the tablet-optimized web world. Websites that are designed for touch interface. Well, wasn't yep. Web 2.0 just a bunch of glossy icons? It was, <laughs> uh, it was kind of a, a move from static. Uh, it's, it's like the Ajax integration of everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I they know, like little, I, little tablet squares or something? We, we geeks know the uh, Web 3.0 already as HTML5. So it, it already has a name, but yeah, I, I think they'll start calling it Web 3.0 just to intrigue the consumers. <laughs> and just to annoy those of us who know something. Yeah. All right. Um, into Redbox news that we did not expect because we had heard nothing about this. Redbox Instant. 
And what yeah, was really so funny is the news was that it was being delayed, that we weren't going to get it when we thought. Wait, what What's was being delayed? delayed? <laughs> <laughs> so who I mean, was like, who, who, yeah, what? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because they, they they come out, the, uh, the Verizon CEO comes out saying, oh, uh, we're, we're delaying Redbox Instant. And first of all, we're thinking, well, Verizon... What does Verizon have to do with Redbox? But apparently, they are in a partnership. Uh, they've been working on this project Zoetrope, Zoetrope, however you call it, um, for the past year. And uh, apparently, they were supposed to release it mid-December. And now they just came out saying, nope, sorry, it's going to be another month. Apparently, they didn't get the uh, the press release out earlier saying that they were going to release it anyway in December. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, our very first notice that it was even happening was that it wasn't going to be happening when we thought. <laughs> we're like, oh, well, that's cool. Keep working on that, then. So, did they have to make that announcement because people actually did know that it was coming? Or I would have to assume that somewhere in the world, someone had caught wind of this, and then maybe just developers. I'm wonder if it was in the developing community um, because they already have uh, release pl- releases planned for Android, iOS, uh, Samsung Smart TV, and Xbox 360. Um, so it it has to have been being worked on this whole time. So, I don't know. (laughs) Someone had to know. I guess. Well, speaking of streaming companies, though, one that's actually winning, Netflix has actually signed a deal with Disney. Now, you're thinking, okay, they're going to be able to show a couple of Disney films, yada, yada, yada. No, they actually beat out HBO. They beat out stars, they beat out Showtime because normally when, when a movie comes out in the theater, and then a, about seven months later it hits one of these pay channels it's it's not going to one of these pay channels, it's now going to Netflix straight interesting yeah, and by the way, Disney. Netflix it's, said, it's Netflix Marvel, said, it's Pixar it's, it's all their stuff yeah, now now this doesn't start till 2016 because the uh, the agreement that ne- that Disney has with Stars ends in 2015, but they're going to start making some things available now here pretty soon to yeah, and, Netflix as it is, including TV shows and a few other things. Hey, I want to see Condor Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said they're going to release all their direct-to-video stuff in 2013, um, but then in 2016 they're planning on all their theatrical. Theatrically yep. released. Now I have so then, to ask. I have to wonder here, um, because Disney also owns ABC. Is this going to mean ABC is going to start pulling out of Hulu? I doubt it because usually Hulu is the newer stuff, like the stuff that just came out within the past week or so, and then when the season's over, then it moves over to Netflix. Mm. Yeah. So, so, so apparently, this is only Disney Animation and Disney TV, Disney, um, Disney Productions, Disney, Disney Productions. Movies. Yeah. yeah, Disney, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, Marvel Studios, Disney Nature Titles, all sorts of other stuff. Now, I assume the TV stuff's going to come out earlier, um, and then Netflix has already come out and said, "No, we're not raising prices because of this." And what's kind of interesting is that they had an agreement with Netflix had an agreement with Stars, and so they were showing some of the Disney films already. And then Stars turned around to Netflix and said, "Oh, you're so popular, we want this much money now." And Netflix said, "No," and then turned around and stole Disney from them. Wow! Boom! <laughs> yeah, like a boss. <laughs> but, well, you know, I wonder how long after how long it is until we start seeing 
simultaneous releases. Oh, um, the day it comes out in the theaters, phrasing, the day phrasing. it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Use different phrasing, please. Synchronized releases? No. Simultaneous. <laughs> Sausages. No. <laughs> There's no graceful way to get out of this. So Bill Murray... <laughs> in Murray we trust. Murray has finally signed off on a new version of the script for Ghostbusters 3. Dun, 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 which dun, dun, version of the script is this? This is like the third oh, The umpteenth, yeah. It yep. is not the Ghostbusters in Hell, which I have to admit I am actually grateful for. Yes. I was actually, I, I was actually intrigued about that one. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, Bill you and Ted have already gone there. Yeah, you, you won't find a bigger Ghostbusters fan than us. I, I It's one of the pillars of my childhood. That and Back to the Future, I, I adore. I always mm-hmm. have. I don't know how to feel about this because I love Ghostbusters, but I love Ghostbusters as they were in the 80s. I don't know if I want to see four aging, overweight men in jumpsuits running around with proton packs. <laughs> well, I, will Egon even be able to fit into his jumpsuit? I mean, Ivan Reitman's put on some pounds, man. Well, they and, all have. Well, you mean Harold Ramis? Yeah, yeah, sorry, yes. Harold Ramis. Well, and, and even then, okay, so they're all four going to be there. Maybe it'll be like a, a generation thing where they're passing the torch to a new generation. Yeah, that's, I that's don't know I if I want to see that either. I want to see the Ghostbusters as they were in like 87. And we're, that's not what we're going to get. So I and John yeah. like to see, you know, CG stuff that they could do. So. Well, here's yeah, that was kind of creepy, though. I well, got yeah, it. but yeah. still, it's possible. So you know. Here, Here's the thing. If you've played the video game Ghostbusters on Xbox 360 or PS3, they've already stated that that is canon, that you should expect that to be Ghostbusters 3. Hmm. Because it is such an amazing storyline. It was, it was written by Ramis and Aykroyd. It was produced by them. They all have their speaking parts. Even Walter Peck is in it. You know, Annie, yeah. Annie Potts is in it. It's an excellent game. That is the Ghostbusters I want to see. And I don't think I can see that now in 2012 or 2013. I, I don't think so. Uh, so, you know, I you mean... You mentioned both Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, and now I want to see a time-traveling DeLorean with the Ghostbusters stuff on it. That's... I do not want to see. That would be a perversion to me. But it's kind of like... It's like, I love Blues Brothers, right? And I went and saw Blues Brothers 2000. It doesn't mean it should have been made. <laughs> well, there should have only yeah, been... Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so... I mean, I'm going to go see it. I will. But I don't know how to feel. Yeah, just because you can make a movie doesn't make mean you should make a movie. Yeah. Uh, moving on into news of the... Huh? iTunes finally just launched for Russia. I didn't know that. Soviet Ru- Russia. Russia did not have iTunes. They've been selling iPods for forever, but they didn't have iTunes. It's the Wii Tunes. So they... they just sit there with no songs playing on them. So they just launched, and they found an, a, a bit of a problem here, because I don't know if you knew this or not, but inside iTunes, when you go to the iTunes store, what you're pulling up is actually a web page. It's a special, it's a secured web page only on Apple servers, but it serves it to the iTunes client as if it was new content. 
It's a really ingenious way of being able to update things in the store and quickly serve it out to customers without having to reprogram or download updates all the time. It's, it's quite ingenious that way. Well, there were certain areas of the Russian iTunes site that hadn't been done yet. So when you went into other movies or foreign films, those pages hadn't been built. And instead, a placeholder had been put in there of xx.xx.xx.xx for the IP address. The problem is, is that that IP address in Russia is an actual porn hub. Whoops. So instead of pulling up a placeholder page, which they were expecting, all of a sudden, within iTunes, you have a porn site. And it's and there are a lot of sales in Russia nowadays. <laughs> it's just hilarious that they didn't check this out before. And the screenshot here, you can see it on Gizmodo, is just hilarious. Because it looks like it actually fits in the Apple iTunes store. It does. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the colors, everything. The design looks like it was supposed to be there in the first place. <laughs> That's funny. Oops. Oops. Mother yeah, Russia. That, uh, the only you... place I'd use iTunes. Do you, <laughs> do you think that that tarnishes Apple's legacy over there at all? I think it just or became much more popular. Rather? Yeah, it enhances it. <laughs> Apple, now number one use in teen boys. Oh, the rumors about them are, are false. Look at this. They're awesome. <laughs> These guys are great. So Maybe Microsoft should try some of that over in Europe, see if they can get some love. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> so, um, you remember SOPA? Of course you do. We did two episodes, four, five, six, seven episodes on it. Uh, maybe you remember the name Lamar Smith. He was the congressman who decided to write SOPA in the first place. Okay. He also believes that uh, global warming is an absolute ho- hoax, uh, thought up by um, conspiracists, which I believe is kind of funny because I think it's actually conspiracy theorists who think the other way um, he generally doesn't like science is what I'm trying to say so who better to put over the science uh, the congress science uh, committee or whatever they call it this guy the is science caucus we could go with that in case you don't know what that means it means he's now in charge of NASA oh, the department no. of engineering <sighs> The National Science Foundation, the FAAA, the EPA, the Geological Survey, and the NOAA. Oh, great. The guy who doesn't believe in science, doesn't understand the internet, and basically doesn't trust anything with electricity in it, is now in charge of all those. And we wonder why China is surpassing us. You know, not to get all political, but dude, who did he have to pay to get that position? I I think when you're in Congress, it's all about seniority, and if you can fool the voters into voting for you long enough, then you basically own the town. You know, and my my very favorite thing is someone asked him, it's like, okay, so what are your thoughts on science? And his quote, "Um, well, I won the Bosch and Loam Science Award in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I was the sports editor for the school newspaper. Doesn't mean I was qualified. So, so did he like do a, a baking soda and vinegar volcano? Yes. Is that 
Yes. That's the dude in charge of NASA now. All <laughs> right. Sweet. You got a rover up onto the fourth planet from the sun? Well, that's pretty cool. Did you check out this little thing? I found out when you, uh, when you color a litmus test, it changes color. It's pretty cool, huh? And you know, if you, when take, you put like, a Diet a Coke and Diet Mentos Coke. together. <laughs> Get off my wavelength. <laughs> I watch a lot of Mythbusters. I don't believe all of it's true, but, you know, I watch it. And I'm on Twitter, so that means I know technology. I I think you're right, Zoner. I think it really is. It's like, okay, well, you're in Congress. We need to put you somewhere. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's like a Cub Scout committee or whatnot. Oh, you exist? Great. We need to put you into some kind of role. How about you, um... Oh, I don't know. Oh, we need someone over baking. You don't know how to <laughs> bake? Well, that's okay. You'll learn. <laughs> it's like a church calling or something. Yeah. Um, in... I have to confess, a lot of our headlines aren't really technology-based. And you know what? They're not really going to be until the end of the year. Uh, a lot of the tech companies out there have kind of locked things in solid because they don't want to be announcing new things or changing things during the holiday season because it would affect their sales. But yep. we are keeping an eye on the bars in San Francisco and Washington. Yes. But as a result, it means that a lot of our tech headlines are kind of stretching for it. So, apologies. But this is a follow-up to a previous yes. show. Um, so John McAfee, the uh, guy who made McAfee Antivirus originally, one of the first pioneers in Silicon Valley, has been arrested. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, that he was wanted for questioning the murder of another American while down in Belize. He went on the lam and started blogging to different sites and asking questions of how hard it would be to triangulate a cell phone signal, not realizing that his IP address was could be tracked. Well, he invited some magazine photographers to come down and take pictures of him while on the lam, because he's really enjoying this media attention. They put the pictures up on their website to show everyone of him, not realizing that when you take a picture with an iPhone, it embeds an EXIF data, which includes your latitude and longitude of where the picture was taken. (laughs) So all anyone had to do was look at the picture, look at its data, say, oh, he's fled Belize, he's in another country now, he's in Guatemala, and he's right next to the border. So Guatemalan police went over and and arrested him. Oh, nice. (laughs) You know, maybe this is why I use Symantec, because I would really think someone who uh, made his fortune on internet and computer security would know more about computer security. (laughs) You would think. But, you know, I've kind of gotten to the... I've kind of come to the conclusion that just because you may have founded a major tech company or you may have a lot of experience uh, in the tech industry, it doesn't mean a lot always. So, I mean, stupid people can succeed. Well, it's just kind of weird to me. Okay, so Bill Gates made billions of dollars in technology founded a charitable contribution uh, fund, is curing the world of malaria and all sorts of vaccination diseases, right? Uh, Steve Jobs did some charitable work, created an empire, really, died of cancer before we could really see what he'd do with retirement. Uh, Symantec was actually purchased by, uh, by Norton, whose first name I forget at the moment. Uh, he retired after selling his company, uh, runs a charity, does a lot of charitable things. McAfee, 
Bat Loco insane. Uh, likes to <laughs> sleep with teenage girls, possibly killed his uh, neighbor, went on the lam, and posted to blogs. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That is true. Peter um, Norton. Just looked it up. <clears throat> Peter Norton. Yes, thank you. Speaking of uh, internet and computer security, cops are asking Congress to make something a law or to enforce a policy on cell phone companies, carrier companies, I should say, not not the major. Yeah, they're asking Congress to make it into a law. Yeah, they and, want and to it, keep all text messages for two years. Yep, because right now some of the different companies. They don't keep them at all. I mean, you think about it. Think of how many text messages you sent. Think of how many text messages a teenager sends. Mm. Now, times that by how many millions of subscribers they've got. (laughs) Now, I want to know is how are they planning to use this? I mean, they don't keep recordings of phone calls right now. The NSA does. Well, yes, but not of everyone. You know... You can't ask Congress to make a law that you keep a recording of every single phone conversation happening on every U.S. subscriber everywhere all the time for two years, right? Too much too much data, yeah. Well, not just yep. that. How would you ever... Okay, so let's say this, that this one person may have committed a crime. How are you ever going to find the conversation again? It's a logistical nightmare. So why would you do it with texts? I mean... Well, for one, texts are searchable. They're easily indexed. But... I see your point. It's large amount it's of data. Still, it's still going to have a cost for who's going to host the data, who's going to secure the data, because guess what hackers are going to want to do? And it, it, I can see where they can... I can see where this can be a useful tool, but this isn't co- completely black and white. I don't think this is completely black and white in a lot of the stuff. And that's only assuming they use it um, after the fact. That they mm-hmm. don't try and do things preemptively, you know, which is which is rubbing up on some Patriot Act stuff right there. Yeah, I don't like it personally, but you know what? That's what Google Voice and Skype are for. There you go. <laughs> I have every text message I ever sent through Google Voice since. Of course, uh, that that means that <laughs> that means that Google's saving all of it. And we know how well they index. <laughs> So maybe that's worse. I don't know. And is is that information from Google one day going to end up in the hands of someone we don't want? I mean, is it inevitable? I think it is, honestly. I think anything we do online is at one point going to end up fully accessible. I concur. So, What about the future anthropologists looking back upon our society? They're going to think we're idiots. <laughs> they're going to look and they're going to see... They're going to see cats and Justin Bieber, and they're going to think, what were these people thinking? This person spent so much time on the ancient to- tome Wikipedia. They must have been one of their finest scholars. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Editing trolls. Uh, in news, and totally unexpected news, I mean, I kind of expected this, but I didn't think they'd actually do it. Apple has announced they're going to start moving production of their IMAX to the U.S. Because this is interesting, because I was reading an article earlier today where Steve Jobs, when he was still alive, 
had a meeting with President Obama, and he told President Obama there will be no more manufacturing jobs in the United States because we need engineers in the United States. Uh, that's so actually suddenly, not what he said. He pointed out, very rightly so, that China could get an entire tooling line and manufacturing line up in place in 14 days. And in the U.S., you can't do that. Because of regulations? or Because of regulations, because we expect more money, because we like to overthink it, because... <laughs> we actually want to get paid a decent wage for our, for our, for our jobs? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you say a decent wage, but Americans have a really skewed idea on what a decent wage is. This is, this is actually getting off topic, but this is an ongoing gripe I have about American workplaces. We have this strange assumption that because I'm an American and I'm doing this job, I should make a certain amount of money and live a certain lifestyle. And it could be any job. You know, you look at the checker. I, mean, I used to be a checker at a grocery store. It was my first job. And you know what? I'm sorry to the checkers out there who might be listening. I don't mean, this, I don't mean to say that you're not worth it. But your job is not exactly the highest out there. And so True, you have, but I do want to at least get paid a decent wage to provide for my family. And so I don't think that's a sin. That's not a sin. But a lot of these factory workers are willing to take the job in China because they get paid less than we would get paid here. You'd have... I guarantee you that if the economy wasn't as bad as it is right now... If they tried to open up an iPhone plant here, you would have people trying to steal the iPhones more often than not. And also you'd have factory workers whose only job it is is to sit there and put one part into the circuit board demanding to get paid upwards around $14 an hour. And that's not a $14 an hour job. It's barely a minimum wage job. It's menial production line work, which Americans don't like to do. So we sit back and we let illegals take over it. And then we gripe about illegals taking our jobs. I've never heard of illegals in production jobs, though. I mean, like like the, like the in Detroit. I've never heard of them. And I know we're really getting way off. Here, it's but... not exactly a published number, Stark. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't, I, I, I don't see illegals in, in Detroit, though. I mean, I don't know. GM currently Maybe employs 14,000 people. 20 of them are uh, 20,000 illegals. You can't tell me that there's not those meth houses out there that are, you got your cooker and you got your little assistants. You can't tell me that every one of those is a U.S. citizen here legally. Look, look, I'd love I to be able to pay you. Bad. I know how it goes. I'd love to pay you more per dime bag, but you want more money. And Pedro over there can do it for a lot cheaper, and he's willing to work hours you're not. Exactly. <laughs> it's all HR, even in the drug business. Anyway, it is. it is interesting that Apple is bringing this stuff back to the U.S., and I applaud them for it. I think it'll be awesome, actually. I'm not sure what it's going to do for their quality um, or to their price. Or even turnaround time. Like you mentioned, it you know takes 14 days to get an assembly line up and running in China. Uh, here, three months, maybe, if we're lucky. If we're lucky. So the next iPad version may come out in six years instead of eight months. We might so. look, be looking at more um, uh, stock might be down. And I don't mean yeah. like I don't mean like company stock. I mean iPad stock. How many iPads are available for sale? <laughs> On it, back order for three years. <laughs> it, it's just 
it'll be interesting to see. I think it can only help them as a company, and it certainly helps our economy, and I applaud them for it. And I hope more companies start bringing stuff back to the U.S. But it'll be interesting to see how this pans out. It's definitely an interesting move. This you is one Apple we're device... have to follow. Yeah. Yeah, you thought Apple devices were expensive now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sad thought. iPad for $1,500. Um, into space news. The space industry is just growing so fast, the private space industry. So SpaceX, uh, Elon Musk's uh, company, the one that does the, the Dragon capsule and the Falcon 9 rocket, has just scored their first military contract. Sweet. Did they make it lightsabers? No. Oh, dang. In space. They are actually going to start <laughs> launching, uh, launching things for the U.S. military, for the Air Force. Which like satellites is, is super cool because if you're a contractor, if you're a private contractor, there is one universal golden rule, and that is no job pays like a government job. Yep. So if you can land a government job, your funding goes through the roof. And funding is what the private space industry needs right now, so this is going to be really cool. Yeah, I, I hope diff- it's successful. There is a different uh, space uh, headline in our fast lanes, and I know we're only going to talk about the fast lane part of it, but they're actually not taking any funding. They're actually doing it all by consumer-based driven. Wow. Well, money is money. And more money helps the innovation move along faster. So, sad truth, but I like it. Okay, into really questionable decision news. T-Mobile, of which unfortunately I am a part of, has decided to change how they do their pricing. They are going to cut the cost of their of their cell phone plans by no longer subsidizing the phones. So no free phones for signing up for two years. Yeah, right now you'll notice that your your iPhone costs you know three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars depending on the model. Your Android might cost 200 or might be free or you know anywhere from free upwards to around $300, $400 is typical. The truth is, though, is that meanwhile your carrier is subsidizing about $200 worth of that cost into your monthly cell phone bill. If you were to outright buy the phone on its own, you're looking anywhere from 600 to 900 or above for these devices. Yeah. Well, T-Mobile's decided no longer to subsidize the phones. Instead, just give you cheaper plans. Now, if you can't buy the phone outright right then, you can opt to have a, part, a portion of the price split up into 20 payments and just pay it alongside your bill, which is kind of like subsidizing anyway, I guess. <laughs> but I don't really know how popular they're planning this to be. I... I kind of agree with the decision because, I mean, you, I, I'm sitting here with my Droid Bionic, and I've had it for 10 months, and with all the software updates I've gotten, it's already pretty sluggish. I, I don't see myself keeping this for another year and two months. Um, I, I plan on getting another phone within the next six months because it's out of date already. So I, I think the, the era of the two-year subsidy is gone, and, and probably we'll, we'll start to see other carriers doing this within the next couple of years. But because do you see yourself able to drop $700 on a new phone right now? Not at this moment, no. But down the line, 
we're gonna we're gonna start having to because no one's gonna want to put in a two-year contract and stick with a phone for two years when the last year and and six months of its life is going to be it's going to be ancient technology. You're going to be well, sitting up with an old phone. Yeah, that's a good point. When th- this is actually something my wife and I have discussed quite a bit at length because we're both grandfathered into our unlimited data plans. We don't want to lose our unlimited data plans. That's my other reason for not. And, and, and so, so we've discussed that we're just going to have to buy our phones off of contract and just stick them on. Um, That's actually why I'm still on T-Mobile. Yeah, and and so you know we we don't want to lose that unlimited data, and so this is something that we've been looking at doing anyways. But if they're going to start doing cheaper plans in addition to non-subsidized phones. You know that's going to hurt people like me who are on the more expensive plans and are buying our phones because we don't want to lose our data. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I from from their perspective, I think it totally makes sense. But I, I think that we have a, a mindset where we expect cheap technology with with our cell phones. You know, we want we want to go in and get our cell phone for free. And not have to worry about dropping six hundred bucks on it. Yeah, and, and that's that. and that's too bad because these subsidies have taught us that oh, cell phones are only two hundred, one hundred dollars. Yeah. When in yeah. reality, you're buying a five hundred dollar device. And, yeah. and it's, we're we're kind of training people the wrong way. Once once the subsidies go away, you're looking at six hundred, seven hundred dollar devices, and it's it, it might it might ruin the industry. It might not, but. I, I don't think it's going to ruin it, but I think it's going to. I think it could definitely um, negatively impact it for a while. Do you see yeah. this? You, do you see this kind of curbing the growth of the smartphone? Because in the last two, three years since the iPhone launched, when all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I can have this incredibly advanced piece of technology, and look, it's only three hundred dollars. You know, I say only with air quotes because it's still. I mean, back in the day, you could get a flip phone for nothing. Right. I don't think I think it'll do the exact opposite of curbing the industry because now I mean if I weren't a regular I mean if I were a regular consumer I'd be keeping my Droid Bionic for another year but I'm not I'm a technophile I love technology I love the latest and greatest thing I'm going to be getting the next phone pretty soon here but if I were a regular consumer I'd be waiting another year and all that um, uh, uh the idea of buying a, a phone before your contract is up is just out of the question for most consumers. And so I think we'll see here, people will start to be buying phones, they'll start buying phones once a year, twice a year, just to keep up on technology, and we'll, we might see a, a surge in the industry. So I don't know. It it could go one way or the other, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of get the feeling that this is T-Mobile's attempt, because T-Mobile right now is still hemorrhaging customers. They're losing customers left and right to the other three big carriers, and they can't seem to make it back. I kind of get the feeling that they're doing this in order to kind of, eh, never mind trying to sell phones. We need to tr- sell plans. Yeah, I guess it's going to depend on how their plans are. I mean, I know, I know I'm getting ready to look at some new stuff here in the next month or so. I'm going to have to keep kind of keep an eye on this. Yeah. So uh, it will be definitely interesting. I don't know. Maybe this is kind of a hail mary play they're doing. Okay. I, I think it's interesting though. I, I'm fascinated to see how it goes because if if it has any inkling 
that it's going to be successful, you know Verizon and AT&T are going to jump all over it. This yeah. is true. Totally. This is true. That'll be. I think that'll be the litmus test. You're absolutely right. I think that'll be the indication if this is a good idea or not. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a good idea, you'll see the other ones take notice and try and copy it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, finally, last headline here. Uh, I don't even know if this counts as a headline, but evidently word has come down that... We have to meet our BlackBerry quota. <laughs> yes. That RIM has set BlackBerry OS ten to not allow you to use 106 different passwords. And th- this, I think, is a good idea because what they're blocking is some of the most common passwords that people use. And since they're some of the most common passwords that people use, guess which ones the hackers try first? Yeah, so but I, you, one, two, three, four, five, six. You say that, but I've never used Avalon as a password yet. There it is at number fourteen. Yeah, some of these on here I I thought were interesting. I'm like, I didn't even think about that one as a password. For example... Um, I bite mean, me. Number, bite me is number, high on the list. Number 69, and I'm not making a joke, number 69 I know was one that they said, don't use that one, which is NCC1701 uh, and stuff. But there's some on here that we cannot say because we don't want to lose our rating. 39 like, and really? 40 uh, yeah. in particular. Like, I didn't think of using that one as a password before. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> Jennifer you can't use. Jonathan you can't use. Gandalf. George. Harley. Amanda. Football, Jordan. Maggie. <laughs> Marina. Matthew. Michael. It's like they just... Password. I, I, I would like to see the metrics on this to see how many people use this password. Well, well we have Because I, I, I kind of get... The, I kind of get the feeling it just went down a dictionary. <laughs> I, I know we have had a, had a previous article, in like, way early in the show, talking about here are the top, like, 50 or 60 or 70 passwords to avoid. And I know some of these were on there. Yeah, I remember a lot of these on there. Like, they the don't have the password eight, six, was one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> yeah, they don't have 8675309, though. So, continue I mean, I use using that. One that. Everywhere. I mean, really, how many people do you think use the password playbook? on their playbook. <laughs> That's number 106 on their list. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that might be Rim just kind of assuming people like them more than they do. Yeah, Blackberry, BB Identity. <laughs> yeah. I think they're just I'm making stuff up now. I'm password was only 73. Well, do you, do, because do you think other companies should do this, though, where they have, they've got a certain number of generic passwords that are banned? I don't think it's the manufacturer's responsibility. No, to, to provide us with some security, they I, I did. Think it, if the they user did. The place is... to put in a password is there is them doing the security. Hmm. I think the if the user is non unique enough to have a password such as one two three four five six, then they probably deserve getting hacked. <laughs> that I agree. You know, and I realize that they say, well, Blackberries are all about security. Blackberries are all about security. Guess what? They're not the only ones now. Mm-hmm iOS has now been proven as secure. Android has been proven as secure. Windows Phone is working on getting its certifications. BlackBerry is not unique in this anymore. And I got to tell you, having been the only one on the panel who used a BlackBerry, when I was required to put in a password, there is nothing more infuriating than unlocking that stupid device and having to type in an eight-digit password on its tiny keyboard. Oh, I had a BlackBerry before, too. It is impossible. Oh, that's true. You did. It is impossible to do when you compare it to the keypad on a touchscreen or the draw to unlock that Android has. 
Yeah. So it is not the manufacturer's responsibility to make sure you have a good password. I think that's where the term fat finger came from. Probably. It's a small BlackBerry keyboard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to skip commercials because we're running a little bit long here. We did have some feedback that I forgot to bring up. You guys are going to love this. We have an email here from Josh. And he writes, Just a quick, largely irrelevant question. Was listening to a very early episode today, maybe two or three, and I swear I heard someone light a cigarette and exhale. For some reason, I would really like to know if I just imagined this. Thanks, Heap. Love your work, Josh. Josh, thank you for writing. I already wrote you back, but just in case anyone else decides to go back through our archive and listen, no, none of us smoke. (laughs) That being said, our earliest episodes, we didn't have a clue what we were doing, and there's a very high chance that what you're hearing is either an artifact in editing... Um, a screw-up in the recording process, or one of us who just didn't know that our mic was on or what we were doing. We all did have different headphones back then. Oh, I, I remember when we were first talking about doing this, We some of us didn't have headphones, and they're like, I'll go to Walmart, buy the cheapest headphone on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the rack, and then we'll just start with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that literally is what it is now. I mean, Zonor and I, and I use, now use high-end headsets. Um, and because they just kind of fell into our lap. Um, Schmitty and For me, Stark, literally. Yeah. Schmitty and Stark use... Um, well, Schmitty, you use a Platronics. It's a Platronics USB, yeah. Yeah, and Stark... Yeah, is that I like a Plantronics? Well. Oh, yeah. Uh, pl- I'm waiting for one of those other ones to fall on my lap as well. Yeah. It's a Plantronics with, without the end. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it, it means it's from, it's from Mexico. It's a knockoff. Yeah. It, they're, it's platonic. They're just friends. It works well with his Doakleys. <laughs> um, we do appreciate you going back and listening to the uh, older shows. We also and, appreciate your concern about our health. you are for listening to some of these older shows. Yeah, don't listen to our early shows. We're horrible. We're really bad. I, I don't know if I'd want to go back and listen to some of our early shows. Especially because they don't go for an hour. They no. go till we were done. No, they like, somewhere they, like two hours. <laughs> yeah, they do go for an hour, but then they go for another hour, and sometimes another hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think our longest is like two and a half hours. Yeah. So good job in listening to this. That's takes he, a lot. Of... He, he should get some sort of achievement unlocked. I was just about to say achievement unlocked. Sadist. Ten gamer yes. points. <laughs> So if you have a question or concerns for our health, write us at feedback at StolenDroids.com. We do appreciate it. Um, On to our fast lane. Uh, I'll go first. Will the world end in 2012? Well, not according to the latest NASA frequently asked question list. Yes, they have a list for that. (laughs) Doctor fans are disappointed. Uncle George states he won't have much to do with the upcoming Star Wars films. Wow, what a disappointment. Instead of giving the City of Heroes a final send-off, the owners just shut off the server. Way to stay classy there, NCSoft. And pack your bags. Private companies are trying to set up space tourism with trips to the moon. Your ticket will cost 1.5 billion U.S. dollars. Okay. Whoops. Studios accidentally asked Google to drop links to legit movie websites in an attempt to stop piracy. And when Windows XP drops below 40% of the market share, Windows 8 is now past 1% of the market share. 
and happy 20th birthday to the text message. Now, will you put down that cell phone and eat dinner? <laughs> 20 By the years. Way, the very first text message 20 years ago was Merry Christmas. Aww. It wasn't help. Come in here. I need your help. <laughs> I followed him. Like, it was probably like, <laughs> click on this link. <laughs> There's no toilet paper. <laughs> Bring me toilet paper. There's no toilet paper. All right. Our talking point this week is an interesting one. We haven't really left ourselves much time to talk about it. But um, it, it all starts from a news story about a lady who hired a contractor to work on her house. The contractor, according to her, the contractor charged more than he said he would, didn't get it done when he said he would, did horrible work, and there are things missing from her home now as well. So she did what she felt she could do. She went online and wrote, like on Yelp, a poor review saying that my service was not up to snuff and basically saying she just closed it with one line saying bottom line do not put yourself through this nightmare of a contractor the contractor is suing her for internet defamation and this is just part of a trend that's beginning to grow now where service providers or retailers or or people are fighting back against negative reviews saying that it is a it's comparable to defamation. And now, the question it, becomes is, is this true? And if so, is it necessary or, or how do we handle this? Well, I think in the case of this lady from the article, when you read the article, she, she claims some jewelry went missing. There was no forced entry into the house. He was the only person outside of her family who had a key. The only problem is is that the law enforcement has not accused him of anything. The law enforcement has not uh, you know, said he is a suspect or anything like that. So the fact that she put that up on the review, I think, gives a point in, his, in, in the contractor's favor. Because then you're kind of accusing him of a crime without that's, any proof of that. that yeah, that's okay. I understand that. That's not really an opinion. Yeah. Of work done. That's accusing in the public space. But once once you've gotten past that point, if you were to cut that out and say, I did not like the quality of work he did, he overcharged me, or I thought he was trying to overcharge me, he took too much time, yada, 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 I don't think he has a leg to stand on. Because then it's it's just that person's opinion. You know, unless there, 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 could, there, could, be, there could be a th- you know, statements saying, oh yeah, we're going to get the work done by this point in time, and maybe he might go past that. Because I know there was a, a co-worker. He was mad because it took a, a contractor like three extra weeks longer to get a cement pad put into his house so he could go ahead and and, and, uh, and, and park his trailer there. And he was mad about the whole thing, and I, I'm pretty sure he'd probably end up doing the same thing as well. And I would want to know that. If, if I was using a review site... I would want to know if a contractor was taking too long or if a doctor, a dentist is not being that good of a dentist or if a restaurant didn't give good service at this particular restaurant. Now, on the flip side of that, they allege, and they're not wrong in this, that the Internet provides such anonymity that people can sign up and leave reviews no matter what if they've never been to a place. Which is true. You've seen them. You've gone to review sites. People are just are talking and talking, and you can tell they've never actually been there. 
Well, who's who's used Yelp here on the panel? I have not. I have. I have. Uh, I have yeah. not. Okay. I, I've, what is their sign up process? Is there? Do they, do they have anything to? Not really. Authenticate you or? No. You just sign up. No. Yeah. Hmm. You don't have to check in there. You don't have to prove that you were there. You can just say, "Oh yeah, I went to this place and and whatnot." And I've I've checked out. Like I have a favorite sushi place here uh, near where I live, and I adore it. I love it. Everywhere I, everyone I take there loves it. It's just one of the best I've ever been to. And there are some ridiculously low reviews that you read it. And it's like you never went there. I can tell you never went there, but that review will live forever on the site. Now I know that when we use Amazon and uh, a few other online shopping sites, they'll actually have other people who can rate the reviews. Do they have that in Yelp? They do, but these retailers are alleging that that doesn't really matter. That just having it out there it does then damage. And like I said, they're not wrong. There is no policing way to say yes, this person is a legitimate reviewer. No, this person is not. It shouldn't be a legitimate reviewer. It should be a legitimate customer, I think. Because any, cu- any customer has the, has the right to go ahead and say what they thought about the service they got. In fact, I, all of us have been, of course, in the call center business. All of us have been there where we've actually had to deal with customer service over the phone, but it's still a matter of customer service. And all of us remember the whole line about how if somebody gets a good review, they're going to tell – if somebody has a good experience, they're going to tell one or two people. But if they have a really bad experience, they're going to tell dozens. Every- Everyone, yeah. Yeah, and the like. And so I, I'm wondering if it's kind of the same thing here, but on a larger scale. Now you've got an opportunity to go ahead and tell dozens of people about a bad experience you've got. But on the end, but how, how, do, how do we get that so that, you know, if I've gone to my favorite Mexican place down the road, I can go ahead and give a review there of what I like. But if, you know, Joe Blow from three states away says, oh, I'm going to go ahead and troll these guys, or maybe somebody's got a legitimate beef against these people... How do, how, do we have? A, do we need an industry standard or something? Well, and even if it's not an industry standard, is it right to be legally accountable for what is your opinion? Again, you you brought up a good point that she actually accused him of theft in a public forum. That is defamation. That part is and libel. Yeah, and libel. Yes, you're right. And but further in the article, it actually talks about one lady who put in a review about a plastic surgeon. She had some breast augmentation done. She was not happy with it, and she wrote that she wasn't happy. The surgeon suing her. And didn't the surgeon lose that one? Yes, but the very fact that he felt he could sue her for what is her opinion of a service. Unfortunately, opinions cannot be considered legal or illegal because they are just that. They are opinions. Right. And a review is your opinion. Especially because, um, I mean, you could argue it left and right, especially with, like, restaurant. Oh, well, I thought the food was horrible. Well, I thought the food was great. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the waitress was rude. No, I thought she was very pleasant. I didn't need a full conversation. I just needed her to fill my water, and she did so. You know, it's, it's all so subjective when we're talking about services that you really are just giving an opinion. Can you be held legally accountable for your opinion of the service you received? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so either, except for the fact that they are right. Some of these opinions are being written solely to hurt different uh, service providers for no reason other than trolling. But so we it's do kind want of a, to have... It seems to me, and I might, I don't know, I might be wrong on this, but it seems to me like a problem without solution. 
Well, it's almost like Wikipedia. You, you, you can anybody can throw something up on, on Wikipedia, but it's going to take other people to police it to make sure that the information up there stands legit. And, and uh, you know, and, and we've seen people where they go and they 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 put wrong information in there, and other people would come along and correct it later. So maybe it's almost like maybe we need to Wikipediaize these type of reviews. But you don't see in a Wikipedia entry on someone's opinion. No, you know, it, that's true. We're back to the problem where the the internet is becoming more like the wild wild west. There's there's we need more policing, but there's no way to police them. Yeah, and yeah. it's becoming it's becoming a huge problem. But who watches The Watchmen, really, guys? <laughs> well, that I'll is Zahner's only contribution to this. I, I haven't said anything for a while. I, I was afraid you guys might thought I dropped off. Or, but, you know, you're, you're exactly right, though, Schmitty. We do live in the Wild West when it comes to the Internet. And people are entitled to their opinion, whether they are idiots or whether they're brilliant. You know, it's funny and, about that analogy, the Wild Wild West analogy. Sorry to cut you off there, but... No, it's fine. The more people get on the internet, the more wild it becomes. Unlike yes. the actual Wild Wild West or other frontiers that became more civilized, the more people showed up. This is actually going the opposite way. It's becoming <laughs> more wild the more people are showing up. Well, you know, Zook, you you um, got into a comment war today with somebody, and <laughs> <laughs> you guys As you were do. going. You were presenting fact; they were presenting opinion. Their opinion was wrong, and it was idiotic. However, that doesn't give you grounds to sue them. Well, well yeah, I mean, that's, that's... Just because you don't have grounds to sue them doesn't mean someone isn't going to hire a lawyer and try to sue someone. For example, just a couple months ago, remember that lawyer on the oatmeal fight we mm-hmm. talked about? Well, I, I think that's getting into a bigger issue, though, that deals more with our litigious culture than it does than anything else and the only way to stop that is to kick people really hard where it hurts when they do stupid stuff like that that's true I almost think that the only way we can get around this is kind of like unfortunately because I thought it was a bit of a scam when when it first came out and when people still do it but almost like a, a secret shopper program yeah where instead of leaving comments and reviews open to everyone you need to be open to just the secret shoppers. Just to well, actual bona fide critics. It's like a food critic. Not everyone in the world is a food critic for the New York Times, right? Not everyone right. is. Only a few people are, or one or two. And they're secret. Like, you don't know when they're coming into a restaurant. They the only in. problem is is that anybody can have a blog, anybody can post on Facebook. Yeah, but that's not what's in question here. They're worried really about Yelp reviews or sites that aggregate reviews, not someone's personal blog. Mm-hmm. They're going after these reviews that are on these review sites. And these review sites exist only so people can anonymously post whatever review they want. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say anonymous because you do have to sign in to Yelp. And I, I, that's probably the biggest problem is the anonymous part. If if you can link, if they can somehow in the sign-up process link your account to Facebook or Google Plus, or so so there's an actual face involved with it, I think there would be less trolling and less less def- defamation. So the question to the audience that I want to pose, and I'd, l- I'd love to hear some feedback on this: Have you used some of these review sites? Have you left reviews? Has a review a- a- affected a decision? By you on making a purchase or making or purchasing the service, 
you know, what, 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 how, how has this affected you? And have you seen a negative review just like Zook did and saying, there's no way you could have gone to that place because I, I, I know the place well enough. There's no way you could have gone there. Yeah, have you so seen anything like that? We want to hear feedback at strollandroids.com. We got, I'm sorry, guys. We've got to move on to our favorites here. But, yeah, I agree. I think it's just kind of this – I want to hear what other people think because I don't know if there is an easy answer. All right, into our favorites. Uh, mine, I have to warn you, is not safe for work um, or small children or people who ever want to sleep again. We've, we've all heard the book <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, oh my. evidently, they're going to record it into an audiobook. And the narrator they have, the, uh, the, the one who's going to narrate it, is none other than acclaimed actor Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> and so this video, which of course is a spoof, but it's hilarious nonetheless, is basically him narrating lines from that book. It's disturbing. It's hilarious. It is disturbing, though. But it's worth checking out. It's absolutely horrific, is what it is. <laughs> I remember seeing this months ago, and I remember going, oh my, and this was actually my first introduction to this whole Fifty Shades, I'm like, oh my, what the freak is this? <laughs> so, okay, my favorite this week is the Battle of Helm's Deep, as you have never seen it before. Uh, it's created with Legos, and it is about two and a half minutes long, very, very cool. Uh, you can tell that a lot of work went into this. The person who made it, uh, d- it, it was obviously a labor of love because it was done very well. Very cool, very entertaining. Uh, take a few minutes out of your day and check it out. All right. So this uh, one is my favorite, and it's already caused a ton of, of controversy among all the Star Trek fans uh, on the Internet. It is the new teaser trailers for the 2013 Star Trek movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. And there are two different trailers. One is the U.S. trailer, and then the Japanese trailer actually has an extra line of dialogue and a few extra seconds of video footage. Um it just barely came out today uh, of the 6th of December and just watching the flame wars go across Twitter and Facebook and everything today was kind of hilarious to sit down and sit there with the popcorn and watch but you know what I myself I watched this and I got more excited about the 2013 movie than the 2019 which really got me excited for that movie so I'm it, it, it did its job it teased me into wanting to watch the movie all right. Um, my favorite uh, of the week comes from National Post from the Canada.com network. Uh, two of the guys from National Post uh, painstakingly went through... Well, I don't know if it's painstakingly, but it was fun for them. Uh, they went through all three seasons of The Walking Dead up to the current episode and cataloged all of the zombie kills and by what weapon they were killed and by whom they were killed. And they have this nice infographic written up for it uh, and it's it's pretty awesome to go through and remember each of the zombies that were killed it's really well done uh, I give kudos to, to these two guys because they did a really good job so check it out alright well that is our episode this week well, again special links to our friends at truckradio.net, kryptonradio.com openbookaudio.com and stitcher.com um, again we want to hear from you feedback at stolendroids.com until next time Cheers. End of line. One to be mum.
Good day. <laughs>